1 John chapter 3, verses 1 through 8. Behold, what manner of love the Father hath bestowed upon us that we should be called the sons of God. Therefore the world knoweth us not, because it knew him not. Beloved, now are we the sons of God. And it do not yet appear what we shall be, but we know that when he shall appear, we shall be like him. For we shall see him as he is. And every man that hath this hope in him purifieth himself, even as he is pure. Whosoever committed trans sin transgresseth also the law. For sin is the transgression of the law. And you know that he was manifested to take away our sins. And in him is no sin. Whosoever abideth in him sinneth not. Whosoever sinneth have not seen him, neither know him. Little children, let no man deceive you. He that doeth righteousness is righteous, even as he is righteous. He that committeth sin is of the devil. For the devil sinneth from the beginning. For this purpose, the Son of God was manifested, that he might destroy the works of the devil. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Precious Lord, thank you. Thank you for the word of God. Thank you for instruction, sound advice, Father God, on how to live for you. Father God, empower us today, equip us today, Father God, so that we could be all that you would call us to be in a fallen world. Father God, let us shine as lights. Well, thank you in Jesus' name. Jesus name. Amen. 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 Just looking at where, where we've traveled, and I, and I, 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 I want to sometimes, I say, I want to bite off a big chunk and, and work my way through John chapter 3 and get to chapter 4 and be done, but God says, slow down. Slow down, sonny boy. Slow down, sonny boy. I heard somebody say when I, when I started reading verse number one, behold. Watch out. Somebody said, watch out. Pay attention. What manner of love hath the Father bestowed upon us? Think about that. Think about that like what we were talking about earlier this morning. We had a wonderful Sunday school class. Think about that. Folks talking about miracles and healings and different things like that. Let me tell you something. Greatest miracle. Is the day that God gave you the faith to believe, opened your eyes, called you out of darkness into his marvelous light, filled you with his Holy Spirit, empowered you to live for him. That's a miraculous thing. That's a wonderful thing. That's a glorious thing. And, Paul, and John is saying, behold, what manner of love have the Father, what? Bestowed upon us. Bestowed means given to us. We had to, we had to pay for it. We had to earn it. We had to work from it. For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in Him should not perish, but have what everlasting life. Beloved, the verse two. Now, right now, are we the sons of God? Right now, are we the children of God? Men and women, right now. We ought to be living for God. We ought to be praising God. We ought to be thanking God. We ought to be worshiping God. That should be, that should be, that should be our, our life goal. Through the ups and the downs. And you got to worship him when you're down. And you got to worship him when you're up. Because you're not always going to be up. And as a child of God, you're not always going to be down. But wherever we find ourselves, we ought to be able to worship God. We ought to be able to worship God. And every man that have this hope. How about that? Every man that have this hope in him purify himself even as he is pure. Let me look at verse number four, three again, just a little bit. I'm just going refreshing. Okay? You got a hope of heaven. Amen. You got a hope of heaven. You know you're going to heaven. Okay, just like if you know you're going on vacation. If you know you're going on vacation, you know the date you're going, you know how long you're going to be there, you know when the flight leaves, you know all the things that you need to know about where you're going. Guess what you do? You get ready. 
you get ready. Some of us start saving some money. Yeah, make sure I have enough money. I want to enjoy myself. I want to eat whatever I want to eat. I want to have a good time. Okay, so we start preparing. We might we might prepare a year in advance to go on on a vacation. I remember when we used to take the kids to Florida and places like that. We used to have to prepare. Make sure we had our reservations. Make sure we knew where we was going. Make sure we knew how much it was going to cost. Some of the prices at Disney World caught us off guard. I I can't go to that. (laughs) That's how it was. Okay? But but you you purify yourself. You get ready. And watch this. And whosoever committed sin transgresses also also the law. For sin... Is a transgression of the law. And that word committed, committed sin is, is present tense. That's all the time. It's all the time. We none of us got it all together. We're going to sin. Okay? This flesh is going to sin. This flesh is going to get you trouble. This flesh is going to fight all, every, chance you, every chance it gets. You say you want to live for God? Flesh says, I don't want to live for God. The flesh will say, well, that's you. I'm going to keep doing what the flesh do, and it's going to keep on doing what the flesh do. That's the battle that we all face. Amen. But through God, we can overcome it. And we can live for God through our struggles. When we sin, we know what to do. We learn that in 1 John 1. When we sin, we confess our sins. Amen. Keep on moving. Watch this now. Here's that word manifested again in verse number 5. And he says, and you know that he was manifested. To take away our sins. And in him is no sin. Now watch John's language. Because John is answering questions. Remember the Gnostics. The Gnostics were people who thought they had superior knowledge. Was telling these young believers. That they could live in sin. And still be alright with God. The Gnostics were telling them. what well, Jesus wasn't all that. He, he, really, he really wasn't sinless. You know that. They know that's a heretic when they say stuff like that. Amen. Okay. Pilate, Pilate put Jesus on trial. And what did he come back and say? I think he said it one time, two times, three times, four times. He may have said it five times, but what did he say after examining him? He said, I found no fault in him. I find no sin in him. He couldn't have because he was a sinner's lamb of God who came to do what? To take away the sins of the world. And if he had one sin, guess what he couldn't do? Couldn't do it. If one sin would have disqualified him, Pilate couldn't find none. And you couldn't find none, and nobody has ever been able to find any. He is God manifested in the flesh. Here we go. And whosoever abideth in him, Sin if not. You see John asking the question? You're not going to sin. If, if you abide in the Lord, you, you're going to sin, but you're not going to willfully sin. You're not going to be known by your sin. You're not going to be known as the town sinner. Put your sin there. <laughs> you're not going to be known by that. You're going to say, well, you know, you, you know that brother over there? Yeah. They know you by your sin. You got to be known because you have a relationship with God. He's a Christian now. He's a man of God now. I don't care how they say it. They might, in the world, always going to put a spin on it. He's a church boy now, church girl now. You know, they go to church now. And, you know, they, you know they, they saved and they sanctified and, and they don't drink no more. They don't cuss no more. I mean, they, they, they're rubbing in because they, 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 they can't accept it. Why? Because they don't know them. Amen. They don't know him. They don't know him. Here's John. I'm going to get to verse number eight. This is fascinating. Whosoever abideth in him sinneth not. Whosoever sinneth have not seen him, neither know him. And, and this is unconscious sinning. You just, you just don't care. Mm-hmm. You don't care. And it, it, John's not saying nobody's perfect. He's not saying you're going to be perfect when you get saved. He's not saying you're not going to sin no more when you get saved. He said you're not going to you're not going to can be continually living in a state of sin with no remorse, unconsciously. Y'all know how he was before we got saved, right? 
Somebody say, speak for yourself, Pastor. I've always went to church. You know, I was raised in a church. My mother brought me to church when I was little, and I've, I've been a good kid all my life. Okay. When did you get saved? I had to get baptized again when I was older. I got baptized when I was like seven, eight years old. I didn't know nothing. I didn't know what was going on. And we did, everybody was getting wet. Then when I got saved, when God saved me, when God delivered me, when God filled me with his spirit, you know what he said? You need to get baptized again. Make it right. Because you didn't know what was going on when you was eight years old. You got sprinkled. Little children. Watch John. Remember, now remember John went to the island of Patmos, right? Revelation 1-9, for teaching the truth. Because he's getting, he getting ready to get real serious here. And he's going to take us somewhere where I, I didn't think I was going to go. He said, little children, this is what we was at last week. Let no man deceive you. Don't let no man tell you that you can live any kind of way and go to heaven. And they're telling people that. Churches is full, puts is full of folks saying, don't worry about it. You can live any kind of way and go to heaven. And, and the Gnostics was teaching that her, her, heretical teaching. And John is here to correct him. He said, let no man deceive you. He that doeth righteousness is righteous. Okay? Who? He that doeth righteousness is righteous even as he is righteous. Who is the he? God is the he. Jesus Christ is the he. He's our role model. He's our guide. He's our example. He's our model. Now, are we going to be as righteous as Jesus is or was or is? Okay. Here we go. Let me ask a question, though, before I move on. Are you right with God today? Maybe that don't go for anybody in here. Maybe somebody listening. Maybe somebody will listen later on on sermon audio. Are you in a right relationship with the Lord? Because folks are leaving here. Amen. Okay. Remember the whole guy? You say I'm just a dying man preaching to what? Dying folks. Next Sunday ain't guaranteed for anybody in here. Nobody in here can say I guarantee you. Next Sunday I'll be here. So I have to ask the question, are you in a right? Are you right with God? Mm-hmm. Is God going to say to you, well done, my good and faithful servant? Look at John, verse number eight. He's, he's a circular preacher. Remember I said he's a circular preacher. So why I probably like him. Maybe that's just why I was attracted to first John, because I like preaching in circles too. Because he goes right back to a verse, right back to this committed thing. Okay? Because this was a hard, this was a hard teaching, and this was a difficult teaching, and the people were confused. You ever, you ever been talking to your kids, your children, or you've been talking to somebody, you can look at them and tell they don't understand what you're saying? You can look at them and say, you don't understand what I'm saying, do you? Let me say it again. How many of us been there? Let me say this again. Let me, let me, let me go through this one more time for you, because this is important. Okay, maybe you're just giving instructions to a child or you giving instructions to somebody how to take their medicine and they're looking at you like, I, okay? You may be on your job, Deacon Jeremy, somebody running a press and you telling them, I'm going to set you, I mean, if this press go down, it's going to cost the company thousands of dollars for every minute it's down and you training somebody on that press and you say, do you understand how to run this thing now? And they look at you like, uh, that's what John's got. So he, he, he reiterates and says, he that committed sin is of the devil. Staying in that sin, living in that sin, basing in that sin, enjoying that sin. Somebody asked a question this morning. Yes, sin is fun. If sin wasn't fun, we wouldn't do it. And nobody, if sin wasn't fun, it wouldn't be sin. John said, he that continually Sins constantly, no regard for the things of God, no regard for the for the God of heaven is of the devil. Now you see something in that verse. There's only two people in this world, two types of people in this world. 
people that are what? Did I hear somebody say it? People that are of the devil and people that are of the Lord. There is, is there another person? Is there another type of people in this world? There's a, two peoples. I ain't saying that right, but y'all know what I mean. Two peoples. Saved folks. Unsaved folks. That's what John is saying. For the devil sinneth from the beginning. When did the beginning start for the devil? In heaven. He starts sinning in heaven. Imagine that. He in heaven sinning. Look at Isaiah 14. Watch what it says, Isaiah 14, 12. So, I mean, you, you, you guys heard this before. You don't have to turn there. You can look at it later on. Watch it say, how art thou fallen from heaven, O Lucifer, son of the morning? How about that? Son of the morning. He had a great name. He was a great, he was a great angel. How art thou cut down to the ground, which did weaken the nations? Here's a sin. For thou hast said in thy heart, I will ascend into heaven and I will exalt my throne above the stars of heaven and I will sit upon the mount of the congregation in the sides of the north and I will ascend above the heights of the clouds and I will be like the most high. That's a lie. Yet thou shalt be brought down to hell to the size of the pit. Okay? He starts sitting in heaven. Now I'm at Genesis 3.15. I'm going back to where he was talking about two seats in this earth. Does a woman have a seat? How does a woman get pregnant? Does, does a woman have a seat? How can a woman get pregnant? A man has the seed. I want y'all to look at Genesis 3.15 a whole different way. Right, y'all taking notes on this one. I'm going to have some fun with y'all on Wednesday. Can a woman get pregnant without a seed? And, and really the word seed here means sperm. Okay? Now let's look at Genesis 3.15 in light of what I just said. And I will put enmity between thee and the woman. In between thy seed and her seed. And it shall bruise thy head and thou shall bruise his heel. Talk about these two seeds. How did a woman get this seed? Talk about Mary. Okay? Because Mary going to give birth to who? Jesus. What did Joseph say about all this? I, 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 listen, let me talk about Joseph for a minute. Because Joseph, yeah, he had no saying it, but Joseph, Joseph knew, listen, you can't get pregnant without some seed. I, ain't no, ain't none of y'all women coming home to y'all husbands talking about I got pregnant with no, with my own seed. Now the birth of Jesus was on this wise, Matthew one eighteen, when as his mother Mary was espoused to Joseph before they came together, she was found with child of the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Then Joseph, her husband, being a just man, handpicked by God. Just man. Now, 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 now. The Bible said Jesus was just. You, you, you better be careful you call somebody just. Okay? That's, that's the name for God. So, so what the scripture is saying is Joseph was a, was a good man, as good as they come. Okay? If we confess our sins, what? He is faithful 
and just. That's a name for God. And Joseph, her husband, was being a just man and not willing to put to make her public example, was minded to put her away privately. Okay. But while he thought on these things, behold, the angel of the Lord appeared unto him in a dream, saying, Joseph, thou son of David, calling him again a just man, a righteous man, a, a man of, of great uh, of great genealogy. Fear not, take unto thee, marry thy wife, for that which she, that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Ghost. Here we go. Here we go. You know, I really didn't have to add this verse, but I couldn't leave it out. And she shall bring forth a son, and thou shalt call his name Jesus, for he shall save his people from their sins. Two types of seeds. Okay? You either the seed of the devil. Or you the seed of God. Okay. Two types of seeds. Two types of seeds. This is that's 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 fascinating. Somebody said, Well, Pastor, how do you become a seed today? How do you become a seed today? A good seed. Okay. You have to hear the word of God. Faith how? Faith cometh how? By hearing and hearing by the word of God. And you, you accept Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. We said it this morning. I said it this morning in Sunday school. There's none other name. Under heaven. Whereby a man must be saved. None other name. Jesus came. I just read in Matthew. He came to do what? Save us from our sin. Luke 19, 10. Son of man came to save us from our sin. How's he going to do that? How does God come to, these, to save us from our sins? Look at verse number 8 again in 1 John. Because this is where I got stuck at. And I was listening to a guy out of England preach on this subject. He was teaching on this subject. And I was like, I never heard that before. I never thought about it like that before. Alan Kearns, he passed away last year. He passed away last year. Old Presbyterian preacher. And, 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 and he said something about this word. Now, I'm going to see if you guys, I'm just going to read and see if you pick it up. I think most of y'all will because y'all know I like these type of verses. It's just, it's, you know, you know, you, you play baseball. And I played baseball. And I thought I was good. I thought I was good with the bat. Okay. So I ran into these guys from, from uh, Janie. One of them played in the, in the playing in the major leagues, Dave Trevecki and Kavanaugh. They, then I found out about curveball. See, I like the heater stuff. I like this. You know, you throw me a, a fastball, I can hit it. But when they start throwing a curveball, it was over for me. I don't know if anybody played baseball in here. But when you're standing in a batter's box and, and, and you're expecting the ball to come straight, and the curveball starts behind you. And, you, and you're coming back, you leaning back and go over the plate, strike. I couldn't hit him because I was scared. I don't know what that has to do with the subject, but I like these heater type, these heater type verses. So pick it up. See if you pick it up. See if you pick it up where I'm going with this. He that committed sin is of the devil. For the devil sinned from the beginning. For this was the purpose. For this, for this purpose, the Son of Man was manifested. Okay, here we go. That he might destroy the works of the devil. Why, why did Jesus come to this earth? Think about this church. Because I don't see a whole lot of this going on. I don't, I, I don't see Jesus being presented in this way. He was manifested to do one thing. To do what, Margaret? To, 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 to die for our sins. And for him to die for our sins, he had to do this. Destroy the works of the devil. That's interesting to me. Because what it made me do is stop in my tracks. It stopped me in my tracks. And I had to look at that word in light of the scriptures. Destroy. 
Because this man said, he came to destroy the works of the devil. And if you don't, if you don't take the scripture in verse by verse and word by word, you miss that. What's it mean to destroy something? Destroy something. Think about it. Think about what happened last summer when they had when they when they had the George Floyd thing and the Breonna Taylor thing and and and, and you go to Minnesota right now, go to Minneapolis right now. It is destroyed. Okay, they burned them buildings down to the ground. Those auto zones and stuff. They were they were level. Okay, that's a serious word. To destroy means to to literally to demolish something, to devastate something, okay? And 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 and, and I, I don't see that. I don't see it being taught like that. I'm like, okay, Jesus, you came to do some destroying. Guess who also came to destroy? A lot of people look at this verse, and I looked at some people who taught this before. They call it the War of Wars. This verse right here is, is titled in a lot of sermons, The War of Wars. The War of Wars. Because Satan came to do the same thing Jesus came to do. The thief cometh not. John 10, 10. Y'all know this stuff. The thief cometh not. But for to steal and to kill and to destroy. That's what thief comes in. If, if anybody ever had their house broken into, it's just different. Every time you come home, it's just different. Every time you go to that area of the house where the thief came in at, it's just different. Something's been destroyed. Your, your, your confidence, in, in a sense, been destroyed. Your, your sense of safety has been violated. Amen. Okay? Strong word, destroy. Let me give you, let me give you a verse. Let me give you a verse. Just to get an idea of what this text is saying. John's not playing. So we, we got this idea that the scriptures is, is lightweight. John was a heavyweight. John was like Mary. Mary, Mary was a heavyweight. I'm not, I'm not talking about Mary, the mother of Jesus. I'm talking about Mary. The one was at Jesus' feet. Okay? When, when, when Jesus came around, what did Mary do? Got at his feet. Bow down, worship. Okay? She learned something. She was learning something. I, I imagine she was powerful. She wasn't, there's not a whole lot of words that she said in the Bible, but I guarantee you she was strong as a bull in her faith. Okay? I guarantee you that. John, John was the disciple that what? Jesus loved. Why, you know, to, to have that designation. Okay? You have you, you you honestly have to really really be Jesus' favor. We don't like to talk about that. Okay? We don't like to talk favors in family, you know. But but truth be told, truth be told, if your parents was being honest with you, they'd tell you. Okay. I don't know, Rhonda, I don't know if you was a favorite or not. You was? Uh, I'm talking about your mother. I ain't talking about your parents. I ain't talking about your sibling. Cause you know, I know I was. I know my dad was. was we all he was like, yeah, that was my boy. They called me Kip. He would say Kip. That was that was my boy. He was my favorite. Watch what I'm saying. Watch what I'm saying. John was deep, powerful, fearless. He goes to the island of Patmos, and, and the Bible says on the Lord's day, where was he at? In the spirit. He's getting ready for church among the barbarians. You know, think about that. Think about that. They sent us, they sent, they sent us to a rough neighborhood. We'd be like, ooh. You know? We don't even want to go to the hood. John was on the island of Patmos. He was sent there to die in the barbarians that eat him alive. But the Bible said on the Lord's day, he was he had his Bible open and he was like, What verse? Where we at today? Okay. Here's that word destroy. John uses that word destroy. He knows what he's talking about. He's not, he not, he not just saying, he's not just throwing out a word. He wants you to understand what Jesus came to do. He came to destroy the works of the devil. Can he do it? 
Can he do it? If you're saved in here, if you know the Lord, if you know the Lord Jesus Christ, your Lord and Savior, and you receive him as Lord and Savior, he's destroyed a lot of Satan's work. He has. He has. He's given you the ability to live for him. Now you still gonna get some, you still gonna get some 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 uh some fiery darts thrown at you and all that stuff, but you got on the shield of faith. God has equipped you now as a, as a saved man or a woman. God has, has equipped you to deal with the enemy. Well, let me give you this word. Because it matches what we're dealing with today in this world. Because John uses a word, destroy, that, that really caught my eye. He says this in Genesis 6. Here's, here's God talking in Genesis, Genesis 6. He's talking, to, he's talking to Noah. He's having a conversation with Noah. And what was Noah known for? He was a preacher of righteousness. Okay? Didn't have a big church. Didn't have a big church. Okay. See, preachers are righteous. You know, you ain't, you ain't selling out. You know, I'm, I'm watching this church on 422 in Niles. I, you know, you ride by a market, you roll by, they got a new church going up. It's got a restaurant, gonna have a restaurant in it and all that. I'm, I'm, I'm just sitting here like, okay, how are you gonna feel this? Okay. Yeah, how are you gonna feel this church? You know? They're gonna feel it. They already know. They're gonna feel it by preaching righteousness. Okay, they're not going to feel it. They're not planning on doing that. They plan on, you know, everybody welcome. Everybody's welcome. Come as you are. Stay as you are. We're not here. We look, we don't, we don't want to talk about sin because we don't want to offend nobody. And we don't want to hurt nobody's feeling. Everybody come. Come as you are. Everybody's welcome. Mm-hmm. How many of y'all know everybody ain't welcome? Amen. I know that's hard. People say, oh, very fast. Don't say that. Don't say Everybody's welcome. Okay, everybody's welcome. What is the requirements of churches to, to become a member of a church? What is the requirements for you to become a member of a church? Anybody know? Anybody know? What has to happen before you? What has to happen before you become a member of the church? What is a church? What is a church? Think about it. What is the definition of the church? Exclusia. Y'all know what that means? The body of Christ. It's a place. Where born again Christians come to hear and worship the word, the, 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 the Lord, their Lord and Savior. That's what, that's what it is. Okay? It's a place where we come as believers and hear the word of God. Can a lost person praise and worship the Lord? Think about that. And if the church is doing their job, what's the lost person going to do when they come to church? Think about what I'm saying now. Two things going to happen if a lost person comes to a church that's praising and worshiping God. They got two choices. Uh Uh-uh. God may have sent in their hands a place where they're praising and worshiping the Lord. This is where you need to be. This is where you need to stay. And and, and they come in. The Bible said they come in and and they hear the word of God and they look around. They see the people that are are praising the word of God and how God has changed their life and they accept it. They accept it. And they say, you know what? I want what they got. I want what they got. I want to be saved. Tell me, tell me how. Tell me how. It's going to cost you something. Okay. Rich Young Ruler wanted to be saved. Rich Young Ruler wanted to be saved. I have a, I have a heart, place in my heart for the Rich Young Ruler. He wanted to be saved. He said, this. He said Lord, Lord, what must I do to be saved? What must I do to inherit eternal life? How about that? Genesis 6, 11. I, get, I just run with that. I'll talk, we'll, we'll talk later. He said, the earth was corrupt before God. Here's, 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 here's John. Don't underestimate these apostles. They knew the Old Testament. Every Jew knew the Old Testament. Okay? Not like our kids. Okay? It's hard, it's hard to get our kids to, to, to quote John 3.16. But a Jew, a Jewish kid... By the time they were 13, they knew that Old Testament. Okay, that was required. So, 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 so John would have knew that Old Testament, and, and he says the earth was corrupt before God, and, and the earth was filled with violence. Sound like Youngstown, don't it? 
And, and God looked upon the earth and behold, it was corrupt. Sound like America, don't it? Y'all know it do. Amen. For all flesh, for all flesh had corrupted his way upon the earth. And God said unto Noah, He said, the end of all flesh has come before me. For the earth is filled with violence through them. And behold, here's our word. I will destroy them with the earth. What did he do? He's talking to Noah. What did he do? He destroyed the earth. How did he do it? By water, by water. He destroyed the earth by water. What was the promise that he made? He said, I won't destroy the earth no more. That wasn't a ticket so you can do whatever you want to do. That's, you know, that's not what the rainbow represented. You know, well, God not going to destroy us no more. We can use the rainbow. It's not what it was for. Then the Lord said unto Abraham, Here's Abraham. Remember, he came and told Sarah, I said, Sarah, you're going to have a baby next year. 99. Sarah laughed. We know the story. But as they was getting ready to leave in Genesis 18 and, and 23, as they was getting ready to leave, God loved Abraham. Abraham was God's friend. Okay? Somebody sang a song, I am a friend of God. He's talking about Abraham. Abraham was God's friend. You ever have a close friend? Somebody you can tell anything to? Somebody you can just be open up with? You know it ain't going nowhere between you and your friend. You just talk about, hey, listen, that's what I'm going through. Abraham and God had that kind of relationship. Amen. So God, God didn't want to, he didn't want to, he had something he wanted to do, but he, he wanted to talk to Abraham. Watch what he says, Abraham, in, in Genesis 18, 23. Now stay with me. I know I'm, I know I'm just doing a lot of scripture. And Abraham drew near and said, and the men turned their faces from this and went to, oh, wait a minute, I'm off. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. The Lord said to Abraham, I don't know where to start. And I, because I got a lot, I don't want to read it. I don't want to, I don't want to, where are you in too much reading? But the men were about to leave. They were going to Sodom to destroy Sodom. How about that? I'll just stop it right there then. Then, then Abraham, in verse 23 of Genesis 18, how about this? They told Abraham what they were going to do. And then Abraham started doing what? Pleading with them. Pleading with them. Now watch what Abraham says. And Abraham drew near and said, Will thou destroy the righteous? With the wicked. This is assurance for us. Okay? As righteous, as, as, as God's righteous people, we don't have to worry about what happens to this world. We don't have to worry how, if God decides to, to destroy this world, if we're righteous, mm-hmm. we ain't got nothing to worry about. We ain't got nothing to worry about. Pre adventure, there'll be 50 righteous within the city. Y'all know the rest of the story. He goes all the way down to 10. But he's talking about destroying Sodom. Did he do it? Did he do it? Yes, he did. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. He destroyed Sodom. What a powerful word. And, 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 and again, why? Satan. What's Satan come to do? What's one of the things that Satan hated the most? When you think about the word of God, when you read about the word of God, we talk about how Satan hated the things of God and hated the things of God. What did, God, what did, Satan, what did Satan not want to happen? Think about this. What was one of the things that Satan did not want to happen that happened? What was, what was Satan tempted Jesus in the wilderness for? He said, I'll give you this, I'll give you this, I'll give you whatever you want, long as you don't do what? Really, he didn't want Jesus to do what? Do what he came to do. How was Jesus going to destroy the works of the devil? Getting on that cross. Mm-hmm. Let me tell you something. Getting on that cross was a big thing. Okay? Dying on Calvary's cross was a big deal. And Satan knew it. 
Satan knew it. And he, and he tried to use whatever he could to stop Jesus from getting to that cross. Peter got behind beside himself. He told, he told Jesus, he said, Jesus, you are not going to the cross as long as I'm around. How about that? Okay. Peter, the Bible says in, 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 in Matthew 16, 22, he said, Peter took him, took Jesus. Here's Peter feeling himself. Took Jesus, began to rebuke him. He rebuked Jesus. Saying, be it far from thee, Lord, this shall not be unto you. Okay. There's Peter. Before God had to really deal with Peter. But he turned and said to Peter, watch what he said to Peter. Y'all know, y'all know this stuff. Get thee behind me. Why didn't he call him Peter? He called him Satan. Because Satan was using Peter like he'll use me. He'll use anybody he can who's zealous for the Lord to try to turn them away from the things of God. I, 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 I looked at the works of Satan. He came to destroy the works of Satan. Think about, think about what Satan likes to do. Think about his works. We're moving to the next point in the subject. But think about his works. What is he trying to do? What doesn't Satan want you to do? Think about this. I said it earlier. I said it earlier. Applebee's is full. Okay. Olive Garden going to be full today and Quaker Steak and Lou going to be full today. Listen, Satan don't want you hearing the word of God. Okay? Satan don't want you hearing the word of God at all. He don't want you hearing it at all. And I was thinking about some of the things that were said in Sunday school this morning. Listen, he'll get at you. He will get at you. He don't play. We play. See, church play. And we'll be in church and we'll be playing and Satan ain't playing. He want to destroy you. He want all your family members to die and go to hell. He want everybody that you know not to even know that you're a Christian. He want to shut your mouth. He don't want you to have no testimony, no praise, no worship. That's, that's his goal. That's his goal. And he'll get at you quick. If he don't get you quick, he'll work on you. The Bible says, so we're not to sow season. Immediately, the birds came and took it. They don't even want you to get near it. That's the first, the first soil. The second one, okay, you heard it, you get excited, but as soon as you leave church, most of us, many of us, we leave in here today, and we're going to go around some people that ain't been in church. Mm-hmm. And they're going to work on your nerves. They're going to get up under your skin. And they, they're going to do everything they t- can and they possible. And, you know, and they really what they're saying is that, you know, I don't go to church. You go to church and I don't go to church. What's the message? You're wasting your time. You should be like me. And plus you gave money to that man. And that's how they look at the church. They don't look at you giving money to the work of the ministry. They look at you as giving church money to the man. Okay? They don't, they don't understand the goodness of God. They don't understand how his grace and how his mercy and how his love has worked on, the, on our lives. They don't understand that. And so they'll get at you in that second soil. And the Bible says, and that person who's not grounded and rooted will what? Wither away. How many people we know that have withered away. Mm-hmm. Think about that. How many people we know that's withered away? Some of us have been in church a long time. Most of us know more people who have joined and left than to join and stay. Amen. Because Satan don't play. And Satan don't want you to hear nothing. And if you do happen to hear it, and if you do happen to survive those first two soils, then you get to the third one. And I think this is where a lot of people are. Surrounded by thorns, surrounded by thorns, issues and responsibilities and chores and things to do. And I don't have time for church. I don't have time to study. I don't have time to pray. I don't have time to worship. I don't have time to get. Okay. Then the fourth seed landed on what? Good ground. Good ground. Listen, let me give you one more, maybe two. Anybody here old enough to remember when you had to sift wheat? 
You had to buy flour that was unsifted? Yes. Well, you can tell your age. Why did they, why did they sift flour? Get the, you may, it may have husks in it. It may have bugs in it. it you, know, you had to sift it and make it it's easier to weigh and all that. I mean, there was a lot of reasons why you would sift flour. We don't have to sift it today. You can buy flour and it's already sifted. But God, but God said something to Peter. Remember, Peter was getting beside himself, and God had great plans for, for Peter, and I think Satan knew. The, the, the text indicates that Satan knew. Okay? And Satan said to, and God said to Peter, the person of Jesus Christ, he says, Simon, Simon, behold. Anybody here being sifted right now? I had stuff in the middle. Sifting is it's not painful to be sifted. It's not painful. We know people that's been sifted. Watch. Let me let me finish the text and let me try to explain it a little bit. He says, Simon, Simon, Satan have desired to have you. Why does Satan want Peter? Because he loved Jesus. He was trying to do the right thing. He was always the first one to answer a question, and he knew that God was going to use Peter in a mighty way. What did he say? Peter said, Peter said, listen, who, who do men say that I am? Who do men say that I am? Who answered? Peter. Peter said, thou art the Christ, the son of the living God. And what did Jesus say? He said, flesh and blood didn't give you that, Peter. That came, from, that came from God. God put that in your heart. God put that in your spirit. And Satan might have heard you. Okay? See, when you start praising God, Satan hear you. Okay? You, you're running around praising God. You're running around. You're talking about, I love the Lord. I'm gonna try, I'm, I want to work and get myself together. I want to be a, a man of God, a woman of God. I want to be more and more faithful. I want to be uh, used by God. Guess what? 2 Timothy 3 and, 3 and 12, all who desire to live God in Christ shall suffer persecution. You gotta see, see, you got to know something. See, some folks start running around here praising the Lord and don't understand. Satan ain't having that. Amen. Satan, you ain't praising the Lord here. There's a whole lot of folks in this, in this, in this company you work for that need to hear Jesus, know about Jesus Christ. So Satan will shut you down. Amen. Okay? And this is why we do what we do. You got to be tough to serve God. You got to be courageous to serve God. You got to be bold to serve God. Somebody say you got to be willing to die for what you believe. That's the the running question now because I think everybody in this world know where we head. Listen, are are you willing to serve God to death? Why Why is that such a popular theme anymore? You go on social media. People are asking that question because we already know. Because they're coming after these Bibles. They're coming after these Bibles. Okay? They're gonna be, you're going to still come to church? When they say they're going to arrest you if you go to church. Think about that. Think about that. So Satan, he said, he say, Peter, Satan want to sift you like me. What's he want to sift? What's he want to sift from you? Anything that belongs to God. Okay, he want to sift your faith, of course, your love, your prayer, your faithfulness, your watchfulness, your power, all these things Satan wants. And then once you start taking one by one, one by one, guess what you, guess what you left with? No power. No power to fight off the, the attacks of Satan. No power to fight off the advances of Satan. No power to, to, to forgive people. No power to live a holy life. No, you can't praise God with no power. Amen. Seriously. So by the way, you, know, you, can't, you can't get up here and, and preach without no power, without no faith, without no love for the things of God. It should be easy. Easy sitting in your living room, say, hey, we have, we have a church on Zoom. I, 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 I've talked to pastors, and they said they, they put together 10, 15 sermons already, and they just play them on Sundays. I've heard other pastors say, well, you know, we're getting just as much money as we would if we, if we, was, we was open. 
McDonald's ain't open. You can't go inside of McDonald's and eat. Guess what? Do you think they care? Do you think McDonald's care if you... No. Because the drive-thru is all the way out to the street. Some of these restaurants ain't going to open for that reason. Paul, Paul, the writer of Hebrews says this. Think about this one, right? Some of these verses, Hebrews 2.1, it ought ought to be in our mind, but watch this. This is what we got to defend. This is what we got to watch for. When they say be watchful, watch that you ain't drifting. Watch that you ain't drifting. And you don't feel a drift. If you're on a boat and you're drifting, you don't know you're drifting. You could be in a spot and you can be in a spot catching fish all day. And, 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 and 10 minutes later, you, don't, you ain't catching nothing because you're not even near that spot no more. Because it's so subtle. It's so subtle. Paul, the writer of Hebrews said, therefore, we ought to what? Take a more earnest heed to the things which we have heard. Why? Lest we should slip away, slip away, drift away. Drift away. Let me let me give you last one. I'm gonna give you this last one. How many know people that just bound? Been bound for a long time. Think about this. Think about this. Thomas, think about this. We know folks that's been bound for for years. Years. There was a woman, the Bible talks about a woman, and she came to church. The Bible says in Luke 13, and, and, and this is one, this is, I'm, I'm going to finish with this one, so I'm going to read a little bit more of it than I normally would. It says, and, and Jesus was teaching. He was teaching in one of the synagogues on the Sabbath. Now, now, that's important to me. Because I've been, I've been to places and I've taught and preached. And, and, and you're, more, you're more of a teacher than a preacher. And, and, and our idea of preaching is hopping and jumping and running. And, 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 and preaching is what? Anybody, anybody, anybody in their right mind think that when Paul was teaching, he was running around the church? Shouting and hooping. And I'm not saying, you know, some people that just comes out of them when they when they preach it. Okay? But 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 the, the, the whole idea of coming to the synagogue and coming to the church is to hear teaching, to be taught, learn something, take something home, write something down, to question it. Mm, pastor said this. They did it with Paul. In Acts 17, the Bible says that the, the, the Bereans were, were more noble than the Thessalonians. They took they wrote down questions and asked Paul about it later. Okay? So Jesus is teaching in the synagogue, and behold, there's a woman which had a spirit of infirmity. Now, see, my question would be, what's the spirit of infirmity? That's coming from the devil. Satan had her bound. Satan had his grip center. How many people we know Satan got a cook center? They ain't getting bound. They're not getting unbound unless one. Unless the Lord can. We're not unbound because if the, if the Lord don't unbound me, I'm not unbound. Mm-hmm. I'm still bowed over. I'm still looking at the world. I'm still looking at the world and thinking about the world and I'm happy with the world. So all I can see is the world. I see when you bowed over, all you can see is the earth and the world. You don't see. You can't look up. There it is. Okay. She was bound over. The Bible said she was bowed together and could no wise lift up herself. Everybody saved. Everybody that knows Jesus Christ the Lord and Savior, you listen, don't take no credit in it. Amen. You hear people out here, I decided to get myself together. No, you didn't. You ain't, you ain't, you ain't decided to get yourself together. The Lord, the Lord has touched you. The Lord has quickened you, as Paul said in Ephesians 2. Who were what? Dead in your trespass. And to see a dead man can't wake himself up. Amen. Okay? You go to a funeral, you, know, you can do all, you can do, can do anything you want. You can get the symbols out, bang, 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 make all kind of noise and, and whatever. 
Be like David. They, they wanted to find out that David was dead. What did they do? Put that young girl in bed with him. He ain't moved. They say he's dead. <laughs> That's what they do. Say so he ain't moved. David gone. And when Jesus saw her, how about that? Jesus saw her. Stay with me. And he, and he called her to him and said unto her, Woman, thou art loose from thy infirmity. And he laid his hands on her and immediately she was made straight and glorified God. How about that? How about that? How about that? That's how, that's how, if you saved in here, that's how you get saved. Okay? I know when I, when I got saved, I didn't go to church thinking I'm going to get saved. I didn't go to church thinking, oh, you know the day I'm going to get saved. Okay? I left saved. Let's, let's finish on a happy note. I, I, I have so much more. But let's finish on a happy note. Let's get some help. Let's get some help. Because we want to say, maybe we don't need no help, but we want to help our loved ones. We want to help our, 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 our siblings and our cousins and our nieces and nephews. And we want to have something in our storehouse so when we run into a situation, we may be able to deal with it. Because somebody needs some help. Everybody in here knows somebody needs some help. Okay? I'm not, it, it, I know it's Women's Month. I, I, I've been seeing that. I know it's Women's Month, and I'm not, I'm not really concentrating on women. I, I, it just happened to come up that I use another woman as an example, so I don't have a problem. Here's a woman y'all familiar with, Mark 5 and 25. Watch this. Watch this. And a certain woman which had an issue of blood 12 years. She's dealing with something 12 years. Right, you put your issue there. Put your loved one's issue there. And she has suffered many things from many physicians. Watch this now. And has spent all that she had and was nothing better but rather grew worse. What's going on here? She didn't try everything the world has to offer. Everything the world has to offer. She didn't try everything. She just spent everything she had trying to get a worldly answer for her condition. And she got worse. Why should you get worse? Because the world can't save you. 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 Okay? Who is the prince of the world? Satan. Satan had it right where he wanted her at. Hopeless. He loved hopeless folks. Okay? I like verse 27. See, this is where we come in at. This is where we come in at. When we don't always know. We don't, we, see, we don't always know. See, some of us need to know all the time. Get a pat on the back all the time. Okay? You don't, need to, you don't know how you're helping somebody. In our office with hospice, they put all the cards. When people die, they put all the cards on the walls. You know, people sit in cars thanking us for hospice services and everything. And, and they'll put cards on the wall. And, 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 and thanks for Chaplain Neal. And, and I, I, I don't know what I did. I just visited him. Prayed with him. Talk to them. I, I don't. I don't. I don't have nothing choreographed. Where you know what? You know, I, I, I dealt with this family. I was, I was wonderful, and I did this. No, you don't know when you. You don't know how you helping somebody. Okay. You don't have this whole. You don't have to have this whole long list of things you need to say. You might. Well, 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 Sylvia, how do you hold it together? How do you hold it together when all hell is breaking out of your life? See, and that answer could be just to Jesus. We don't know what this woman heard, but she heard something. Because the Bible says she did. And when she heard of Jesus. Okay. Now, me and Margaret have been going back and forth since I got here on this word heard. So we, we, we like. She understood. Somebody, somebody sat down with her and explained to her who Jesus was. What he came to do. Probably said, you know what, woman? You've been bound for 12 years and it really is sin. And the Savior came to destroy the works of the devil. Okay, Somebody explained to her who Jesus was, what he came to do, and the power he 
He had to do it. And there probably would have been people in that town following Jesus who had been healed. He had healed lepers. Okay? He, 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 by this time, possibly he had opened, cast out demons. That was popular in that day. Demon possession was popular in that day. I'm not saying it's not popular in this day. I think it might be just as popular today than it was in that day. But Jesus was healing folks and delivering folks. And she heard about Jesus and watched what she had to do. The Bible says she came in the press behind and touched his garment. See, this is why we study the Bible. She was an outcast. She wasn't allowed in the city. She had an open wound. If she had an issue of blood, she would have had an open sore, open wound, and she wasn't allowed in the city. And if anybody would have caught her in the city, within the city gates, they would have been right to stone her. She was like a leper in a sense. Coming to Jesus. Don't let, don't, 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 don't fool people. I think we do a lot of fooling people. Okay? Just do anything and get them to come. Let them, let them know the cost. Tell them about the cost. Tell them about the cost. Here's this woman risking everything. Everything to get to Jesus. Okay? I, when, I worked at a, when I worked at a prison, when I worked at the prison, I worked with the women for like four or five years, and one of the women had an issue of blood. She just continually bled. And she'd come to my office all the time, and, and she just, I can't stop. My period won't stop. And, and we would just order her. She had bags and bags of, of, of pads and different things like that. They couldn't stop her bleeding, okay? And she had went from being a nice-sized woman. She's probably, by this time, she may weigh 100 pounds because it was a serious condition. She did overcome it by the time we left. She, they found something going on with her, and, they, and she was able to get herself together. But I, I remember that. But this woman came to Jesus. And watch what she says. This is faith. Faith is action word. Faith is action word. She heard about Jesus. She knew. She heard whoever, whoever explained it to her, explained it to her in a way, hey, look, I got to get to this Jesus. The Bible says, for she said, if I may just touch. If I may just touch. But it's closed. I like that. I shall be whole. She touched him too. The Bible says straightway the fountain of her blood was dried up and she felt in her body that she was healed of that plague. Now I have to keep going. I don't know where I'm at with time today. I'm all right, tell you. This, mm-hmm. Nobody got nowhere to go. Amen. That's right. It's only, I mean, it's only 12 o'clock now. Listen, watch this now. And Jesus, immediately knowing in himself that virtue had gone out of him, power, yeah, yeah, yeah. healing power. Jesus knew. Yeah. He knew. And he turned, he and, and turned him to the press and said, Who touched my clothes? He didn't say who touched me. He said, Who touched my clothes? I like that. And, and his disciples said unto him, Thou seest a multitude throng in thee, and sayest thou, Who touched me? And he looked around about to see her that had done this thing. Now, you can't sneak no blessing from the Lord. Amen. Okay? Let me tell you something. If God has blessed you, you need to testify. You need to tell a lost world about the goodness of God because somebody told this woman about Jesus. Now, she didn't want to tell this crowd about him. And the woman, fearing and trembling, knowing what was done in her, watch this, came and fell down before him and told him all the truth. How about that? All the truth. Okay? Watch this. I'm closing for real. And he said unto her, 
after she told him the truth. After she came and laid prostrate on the ground, that word fearing don't mean don't mean she was scared he was going to hit her in the head with a rock. That means reverence. She understood that she was in the presence of God. And then you approach God, how, how do you work out your salvation? Come on, it's right there. Fear and trembling. So she came just like we came, fearing and trembling, knowing what was done in her, came down and fell before him and told him the truth. And when she had worked out her salvation, and only till then, if she had left and not said nothing. See, so many people get blessed and don't say nothing. All right. Now, we live in an ungrateful world. There's some folks that's ungrateful. Just ungrateful. You know, I was worried. a rough childhood. You're still alive. Okay? Yeah, I was, I was, a, whatever. You still, you still made it. How did you make it? God's been good to all of us. Amen. God's been good to all of us. Listen, listen. After she told the truth, after she realized that Jesus Christ was Lord and Savior, how about this? And he said unto her, how about this? And he said unto her, daughter. 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 Your mind, thy faith, thy faith have made thee whole. Go in peace and be whole of thy plague. Listen, listen. Are you in peace? What was you? What was? Did, was you talking about? You talking about joy this morning, Jeremy? Joy and, and, and peace. Somebody was talking about peace. As Christians, as believers, we in the same situation. We came to the Lord just like that woman. And if we're God's children, we get to go in peace.